Hello, I'm Red. And I'm Tiff. And we're, and we're the, the Fashion, fashion geeks. geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ride. We are the Fashion Geeks. Hi. I'm, hi, I'm Reg. <laughs> and I'm Tiff. Unbeknownst to the listeners, this is our late night edition. Very late. Like, we are past happy hour. I was preparing for a happy hour edition. I brought the beverages and everything, but Reg, yes. Reg was working today. Yes, I, uh, I had a very long day. I was at a shoot today. Over in Astoria. A shoot, Reg. Yes. Do our listeners know about this other side of you? Well, we don't have to say it's another side. (laughs) Or another facet of the diamond that is you. Oh, that's very kind. Let's just say that I was fortunate enough to be at a shoot for Netflix today for 12 hours. (laughs) Okay. My call time was 7 in the morning and uh, just finished a little bit. Uh, just just finished a little bit. That's why I'm a little tongue-tied, everybody. I'm really sorry. Tiffany uh, rescued me and scooped me up. And we went from one car to then a car service. And now here we are at the studio. And uh, I'm going to get my second win, y'all, because I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to break things down, have all you listen. But let's let's to the new listeners, let me tell you who I am. My name is Reg Ferguson. I am the creator of New York Fashion Geek. New York Fashion Geek is a fashion consultancy. We focus on helping men being the best they can be. The everyday man. Exactly. Not just any man, but the everyday man. Absolutely. The proletariat. Essentially, we want to improve your look. We start from closet inventory to personal shopping and everything in between. Consider me your personal trainer for fashion. I love that line. I, I say it every time. Thank you. I think it's just perfect. You need to you need to trademark that. <laughs> Seriously. You got to work on something. Yeah. It's already out there. You got to do it now. I appreciate it. So I am Tiff, Fashion Geek number two. Uh, what I bring to the table, uh, I used to design costumes and build costumes. So I work with fabric. I work with form and fit and structure. And, you know, I, I, I'm the back end of fashion, shall we say. Um, so I have an appreciation uh, from that point of view, um, Reg does fashion for the everyday man. Uh, I would say the man category would be my, uh, I have a little authority on that. So I'm kind of learning from you and Thank you. aspiring to be as knowledgeable as you about men's fashion oh, at the same time as sort of helping you with your business and, you know, chatting with you about it so that the everyday man could be informed and know what things mean and, you know, and what they need and what they should have. That kind certainly, of stuff. certainly. So that's what I bring to the table. And talk about bringing to the table. Uh, let's talk about what you're wearing right now. Because, <laughs> yo, you're rocking the corduroy. I'm rocking a corduroy in suit. In tie. In a, uh, a, silk, a silk knit tie. Beautiful. Thank square you. Square on the bottom. Yeah, square bottom with three... Horizontal off-white stripes. This is a black silk tie with three stripes at the bottom of the tie. Yeah, it looks very nice, and this—it's a—it's a focal point for the tie. Yes, agreed, agreed. Very nice, and Thank the sheen you. from the silk uh, is a very nice. It complements the sheen because you've got—it's a wide whale corduroy. No, not, not, I can say this. Well, I can say it's super wide, but it is definitely wider than I've seen finer finer whales. Okay. That's fair. But uh, it looks very nice. Would you call Thank that you. a smoky color? I, I say it's a charcoal gray. Yeah. 
Um, thank you very much. And the tie is black with the off-white stripes at the bottom of the tie, coordinated with a pale purple dress shirt. Nice. Straight points. The only thing you're missing, Reg. I don't know, because you're saying I'm missing something. We, we should talk about my footwear. Oh, well. Chelsea, my Chelsea boots. My new Chelsea even boots. I see those. Well, you know, at the studio, we... Uh, we take our shoes off here. We do. We're keep relaxed. The, keep the floors nice, too. <laughs> <laughs> our producer seems to be very happy about that. Yeah, he likes a clean floor, and I like a man who likes a clean floor. <laughs> Reg, can we talk about uh, the pocket square that's not in your pocket? Do, do you have a pocket? Is there uh, no well, pocket? Well, if you, if you look at the suit. I can't. I, let me put my glasses there on. There is a, yeah, you need to put your spectacalities on. And there are new ones, too. Oh, what happened? There is no. There's no pocket. That's right. So a suit jacket can have no pockets. Absolutely. Interesting. That's rare. I'm rare. Yeah, you are. All right. Uh, there's another thing we need to talk about. Your makeup looks good. <laughs> I think we need to move on. <laughs> they did a great job. They really did a good job. So. I was. I will just say this as I try to skirt <laughs> this uh, observation. I mean, he's wearing makeup not as an everyday thing to you everyday guys. Don't get scared. You're not required to wear, wear makeup. He was on a shoot today, and as you know, you, you get a little made up so you don't shine under the lights. I was, I was helping out. I was helping out the shoot. My T-zone is, is correct. Oh, yeah. And you've, got actually, a, you've got a glow, not a shine. Oh, thank you. I actually was told, though, big shout out to the hair and makeup lady, Charisma. Very nice sister. I was told that from this point on, and I have to really remember it this evening after we do our podcast, that I'm to exfoliate nightly. Mm, everybody should. Uh, let's talk about that. That sure. is very important. Men don't exfoliate. I mean, if, no. if you think about it, now. When, you, when you shave, where you shave, you exfoliate. You exfoliate. But the That's rest when I of shave. your skin, you neglect. Well, I'm not neglecting. I have beautiful black skin. I didn't feel I needed to exfoliate. Ah, everyone needs but to But I've been told by Charisma, who is also African-American. Okay. I got that, that. My black ass needs to exfoliate. Every Followed by moisturizing. Yes. Lucky for me, I have those products in my crib. Kiehl's. Mmm, good stuff. Especially the, their line for men. I really like it. This stuff overall, I mean, full disclosure, I was a Kiehl's baby. Oh, okay. So my mom... They have been around since 1830. Yes. My mom was not, though. So... How, wait, what? Well, no. You you know, you gave this time check. <laughs> as I was saying, I was Kiel's baby. And then you're like, I'm like, what are you trying to say about either me or my mama? <laughs> so, but when I was a wee little sprout, my mom... I grew up in the West Village... And Keels, the original Keels, is in the East Village. So we would go over there. I have very fond memories. There's some old photos if you go to that original store. Is that store not open anymore? No, it's open. Oh, okay. Absolutely is open. I used to love that store. My boy actually lives on that block. Big shout out to Scotty Scott. Scotty Scott. Scott Waldman and his wife Maggie. Hi, Maggie. So I think I even told him I used to go to that store. But there's some old vintage photos. I guess I'm part of that era now. 
That place was like a chemistry lab. It was an apothecary. Yes, exactly. And yeah. I remember coming in and seeing test tubes and stuff in the uh, back. Because they were, they were doing their skincare line. Right they were doing there everything. In that building. You would get, my mom got herbs from Kiehl's. Back in the day. I would totally remember that. Uh, and I, I've seen some of those photos and I kind of broke down because I remember these people from when I was a wee little kid. Nice. Um, so I love that place. And I want to give a big shout out, if I'm if I recall correctly, if we need to fact check, we have our producer, a big shout out to Revlon because Revlon bought that brand and essentially has been hands off. Oh, good. I did not know Revlon bought them. Yes. Bought them years ago. Packaging has changed. So packaging is packaging, but and outside. No, it's not the apothecary. more outside. You don't have Absolutely. to go to that store. Absolutely. You can go online. Macy's, Bloomingdale's. Yes. It's in all it's yes. in the big department stores. That are still uh, in existence. But I feel they really let that family do their thing. Which is nice. So the point is, I have products. You just don't use them. I only use them in certain cases. Well, Reg, um, and this should be of note to all you gentlemen who have products. If you don't use them, they expire. And trust me, when those products expire, you should not use them on your face. Toss them. It's kind of like the same goes with women in makeup. Once it expires, it's no good. The oils go rancid. Uh, the essences are no longer there. They, they're gone. It's, they're just really worthless. So if you've got this product, use it. I do. I want to be specific. I have a scrub, a facial mm. scrub. So essentially that means ding, 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 ding. You got to scrub your face. It's a, no, it means it's an exfoliant that I have yep. in my medicine cabinet. But I only use that scrub before shaving because it gives me a closer shave. Why ouch. are you making a face? It's, what? There's no ouch. I, well, I have, what an ouch? What do you mean? I have sensitive skin. So I, I do was just too. Think, I was just thinking to me, if I scrub my face and then I go to shave. I'm a black male. I'll be all red in the face. No, well, I won't I'm be a, red. I'm a white Irish kind of woman. So <laughs> I my, get rashy. My point is <laughs> I have the scrub. So this means that I can now start utilizing it Good. nightly. And I have moisturizer because she said I should moisturize Absolute, after. After you scrub, you should always moisturize. So I'm going to start to incorporate this as a habit. Well, don't say good job. I haven't done it yet. I just got this information a few hours ago. Well, I say good job because I'm encouraging you and, you know. Well, I have to encourage myself to go back to Kiehl's because I'm running low on that scrub. I know that for a fact. And they love to give out samples. Oh, every time you shop there, they don't give just one sample. No. I went there. I got like... A bunch. I think I got more samples than what I bought the last oh, time I was absolutely. there. absolutely. I was like, uh, okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I always say no. I'm like, when am I going to use... And they force stuff on me. Yeah. When am I going to use all these samples? But here's the point. What? Now, when I go, I'll get the moisturizer as a sample. Ha-ha! There you go. Awesome. I win. Boom. Well, we spent a lot of time on that. Let's move on. It's important. It's Im- <laughs> it is because, you know what? The everyday man's fashion doesn't just stop with what he wears. No. Skincare is part of it. Self-care. Skincare. And, you know, skincare is a part of self-care. Self-care. We're talking about, you know, working out. We're talking about... Eating right. Eating right. We're drinking right. I'm drinking right. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to our delayed happy hour. We, we got the Guinness up in the house. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Guinness is good for you. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes. And I also heard um, a legend that uh, it's uh, very iron rich that the old ladies in Ireland would drink a Guinness a day. 
Yeah, I think that that is correct, but I think that is benefiting the legend. Benefiting the legend? Yeah, about the iron stuff. You you don't think it's iron rich? Mm. Damn, that's why I drink it. Wait, wait, our producer's going to do something. He's oh. going to our producer search is going to do a search. All right, so while search is doing a search, um can can I can I just tell you that um I was extremely excited to see that Tyson Beckford liked our post. <laughs> our post about our last episode with Polo Ralph Lauren. Yes, yes. Oh. Point Point Hype. 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 Can you find I was just try, I was just trying to help I was just trying to help you not be embarrassed. Dang, now I gotta find me something else to drink. Urban well, I don't know if it's an urban legend, but it's a legend. <laughs> Just a legend. <laughs> Country just a, legend. Just a legend to make you drink more Guinness. But let's talk about your... Tyson Beckford, Tyson Beckford, Tyson Beckford. Oh, my gosh. Yes. As as new listeners may not know, we did, as a fashion hero, Polo Ralph Lauren and Tyson Beckford, one of the more notable models of Polo Ralph Lauren. And we Lauren. mentioned him. We talked about how he helped bring the, Absolutely. the Polo brand uh, into a wider market. Absolutely. And, uh, and yes, he liked... He liked you, our post. Your post on your Fashion Geek about the episode. Yes, on my Insta. Please check us out on Insta, New York Fashion Geek. All spelled out. There you go. So, you can be in the same stratosphere as Tyson Beckford. <laughs> liking us. Tiffany, I think you should DM Mr. Beckford and see if What am I going to say? <laughs> Hi, Tyson. Thank you so you much. You were the best polo model ever. Thank you so much for liking our post. Okay. And would you, would you please Would you like to be on? a guest host? That's my... Come on as a guest. Come yeah, on, come as, on a guest. as a guest. Well, we could also give him the steering wheel and let him drive. No, you come on as a guest. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. <laughs> no steering wheel. I'm a host. You're a co-host. Okay. Geek number one, geek number two. All right. We can make him honorary geek number three. I'm sure he has a lot to give to the fashion. I'm sure he has a lot to give, and maybe he'll help out in the podcast, too. (laughs) (laughs) That was terrible. That was bad. That was bad. Okay, drink again. Um, Okay, so that's one of the most exciting things that happened. But I can see you're you're red. Well, it's warm in here. No, no, no. It's Tyson (laughs) Beckford. That that is the reaction. He is a beautiful man. I'm sorry. Yes, he's a handsome man. Oh, he's beautiful. I judge men. He's beautiful. And and he and he dresses well and he shop fly. So he is definitely a good example of what we talk about. He's certainly not the everyday man. No. But he's a model. He's a model. But he's he's fly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Uh, um, Different strategy. But something else happened too uh, after our last episode last What's that? week. We got we got a subscriber who helped us out. Oh, my man James from JJ Textiles, Manchester. JJ, JJ Textiles. Yeah, JJ Textiles. What did I say? JJ, you said. Yeah, I'm just you know. <laughs> the Guinness just, is getting to you. No, no, that is not true. <laughs> The fatigue has to come me though, but yes, I'm, I'm rallying. Twelve hours later, yeah. Um, yes, he. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, we did a podcast recently. Our "I Must Have It" item was Harris Tweed, mm. and, and I don't have it, but I must have it one day. And I do have it, and I was fronting like I didn't, but I ha- didn't have it for years. Oh, so interesting. We mm. were, we were. We were describing the source 
Right. So this the- <laughs> this textile, uh, the history of it, it goes way, way, way back to the history in Scotland. These little archipelago islands off of uh, Scotland's coast. And uh, these islands have a name. They're the outer and the inner. I thought it was Hebrides. Hebrides. And I was all kinds of slaughtering it. it. I was like, Hebrides, Hebrides, whatever. Uh, Come to find out this gentleman out of nowhere, Manchester, England, listened to our podcast and said the actual pronunciation is Hebrides. Hebrides. So thank you so much. Thank you, James. Appreciate that. Don't want to be embarrassed when I'm in the UK. So if any of the, uh, you other folks out there have uh, any kind of corrections for us, please don't be shy. Let us know. Hit us up at podcast at nyfashiongeek.com. Because we're not perfect. No, but we're fly. There we go. All right. I think if that is a perfect entree into our next section. Our, our next uh, section called Fashion Heroes. <laughs> Fashion, fashion heroes. So every every uh, episode, we we either have a fashion hero that we talk about, or we have a guest. So tonight, we uh, we have a fashion hero, um, and I don't understand this at all. Well, I'll be breaking it down so you can understand it. Because you're gonna have to, Ridge. Who is our fashion hero? The Oakland Raiders. What? Yes. What? Yes. They're a football team. I know that. All right, and you're you know that too. That's obscure great. Obscure or obtuse. obscure? You're getting more obtuse. obtuse. No, I'm relating to the proletariat. All right, I don't know how a football team is a fashion hero, especially the Raiders. I will explain. Can I put it out there that I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan? Uh, thank you. Our producer has given me has given me the green light. He mm. understands, and I know he understands, and he's going to explain why. He doesn't have to do it right now, but he knows. Well, he me, knows. He literally knows. I don't want to play say, him out. He knows. All right. Uh, well, that's, well, yeah. Uh, feel free to chime in on this one, too. You don't have to do the polo thing, but you have some skin in the game here. Hold on. on. Can what? we just say that I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan? You already said that. I'm going to say it again. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Oh, God. And we hate the Raiders. I don't remember us having some incredible rivalry wow. as Girl, a Raider fan since childhood. In the 70s, growing up, the Raiders, yep, the Cowboys hated the Raiders. I think everybody well, everyone hated, hates the Cowboys. I think everybody hated the Raiders because back in that day, back in the late 70s, when they played, early 80s, they were killing people. They yeah. were on the field. They were amazing. They were killing people. <laughs> Why can't we be like that again? Uh, if, if you played against the Raiders, you absolutely had at least three or four players on the injured list at the end of that game. I mean, that was... It's football. It was not gentleman's game. It was not. And Tom Landry would always comment on how the gentleman's game is gone wah, because of the wah. Oakland Raiders. Hey, so, North Carolinian let me just put repping that the Cowboys. There. So Please. I have to say, when you said Oakland Raider, I was like, what the hell? Oh, I'm sorry. Don't mean to curse. So I Google searched it. I'm like, fashion, Oakland Raiders is a fashion hero. Absolutely. You know what? I found something. <laughs> what and what'd you find? I actually found a video of Oakland Raider Jared Cook talking about the fashion of his team players. Oh. 
It was well, like, I was like, what? Why is it? How is this possible? Uh, and it was a pretty good video. It was on, it's actually on the website for Oakland Raiders. So check it out, Raiders.com. It's pretty funny. It was posted November 3rd. So um, anyway, I found something. Well, let me explain, because you seem to be in the dark. Is in black and silver. <laughs> <laughs> you are too much. I'm a big football fan. Unfortunately, due to the blatant racism displayed by the NFL in regards to Colin Kaepernick, mm. I'm no longer watching the games. Oh, you are protesting. Yeah, it was my second out. season. Yeah, I'm out. Okay. I'm out. However, I still have my team, and they're my favorite team, and they're the Oakland Raiders. Okay. When you're a little kid, there are a lot of ways you choose your team, right? The first is by your family. And you and the uniform, the colors of the uniform. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the colors of the uniform. Okay, uh, yes, you beat me. Okay. Oh, really? That was one of the ways you chose? Absolutely. Oh, okay, because I was always made fun of because I'm like, I like the colors of the no, uniform. No, no. When I was a little kid, I saw those colors. Mm. You liked them. I lost my mind. Black and silver. Clearly, even as a yee sprout, I was a fashion geek. Wow. And essentially being a New Yorker, my family pretty much liked the Jets. Yeah, so what? But it just wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't really, it wasn't moving me. But the silver and black, I was struck. It was were the first sight. They were a presence. That is, I, I can't ad- admit that. Yeah, but outside of just... The incredible significance of the team back in the day, you know, it was a stretch of time. They had the best winning percentage of every major team sport. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right now they're not doing so well. But again, my it started with the colors, but then my love went way beyond that. And you, you've already hinted at it. The team's toughness and their position as rebels. I mean, that just... That added to the colors. It was accentuated by the colors. And they created an image. That is and true. And what, what is fashion if not image? Yeah. Okay. And it was, it was burnished by their play on the field, like you said. I mean, they were rough. And I liked oh. that. I was attracted by that. They were misfits, miscast. And that appealed to me. Not that I feel that I'm one of those people. I don't think so at all. I think I fit... Solidly into the mainstream, but it attracted me as a kid. And I love those freaking colors. The team, the colors had an impact, though, way beyond sports. And I know that's why earlier search was not in his head. And, you know, he'll chime in when he wants to chime in, hopefully. But, you know, I don't want people just saying, I saw it in his head. But just as NWA. Thank you. Ice T NWA, they repped from head to toe, silver and black. And since he's being coy, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna break him down. Search, don't you have some like Halloween, some type of I've seen a photo. But you're not necessarily breaking me down as much as building me up and bringing me up I I believe I have seen a photo of you. I'm just, hey. Come on, let's get to it. Yeah, I, like, I mean, again, it's not like you're caught, like, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. So, like, 
I'm agreeing with Red when he's like, you're not agreeing with me. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's hard. Anyway, yes, I am absolutely. You're right. Like, fucking the Raiders. Like, if you're, if you're talking about a West Coast rapper from the 80s and early 90s, even from L.A., the Oakland Raiders was that. That was, you saw a Raiders hat and you knew they was on some shit. Hell yeah. Like NWA, and I've never been the biggest fan of NWA at all. I just I can't even I can't even co-sign their name. But they were a hard group, and the Raiders were a hard team. It was a marriage of equals, and I love that. And I think the monochrome is a bold statement. No neon, no rainbow stripes. Oh, what's up with the neon these days? Ugh, can't stand it. Oh well, first of all, the the Thursday night uniforms. Ridiculous. Ugh. They look like highlighters on the field. Yuck. Walking highlighters. I can't take them seriously. But to Search's point, NWA's influence, any West Coast rapper, just the overall hip-hop culture, let the Raiders merchandise, pow, go go off the roof in terms of revenue. Okay. so that's To $3 billion. There's where the fashion comes in. The branded, the branded items. Yeah. If it was if it had Raiders on it, it was off the shelves. Absolutely. Okay. But the Raiders have to thank us. Because again, this this is what we do. <laughs> Y'all got bigger closets we than are, me. We I can ta- absolutely attest to that. We are the taste we are the tastemakers. You guys are the buyers. And if we're thinking about the West Coast, I want to be extremely clear. It's not specific to African Americans. It's it's African Americans, it's Chicanos, so they just embodied they embodied that that those colors and the logos, everything. Okay. And that I mean that's that's significant. I have a cap, two jerseys, <laughs> two t-shirts, a sweatshirt, and a pair of sweatpants. Uh, I didn't know you wore anything other than a suit or jacket and slacks or a nice sweater and slacks. If you I, wear jerseys? If I have been invited to a friend's house to watch a game, I'm known to adorn a jersey. Oh, wow. I, I got to say, I'm... That is probably the most everyday man of part of you. I, I've, I've not even witnessed it that I've ever heard. But I want to be clear, like... I'm fly when I oh. have it on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you don't yeah. you don't wear just the basic jeans and sneakers. You you Well, even if I wore dungarees and sneakers, I'm slick. Dungarees. That's right. Old school term. All right. Big up to my grandpa. Mm. Hi, grandpa. So Yeah, I have all that merch. Okay. I got a Charles Woodson jersey. Yeah, man. Please. I'll always be silver and black. And I'll always be fly repping it. Go Raiders! Though I hate what you're doing to me, John Gruden. I hate you! I hate you. Can we be done done with this now? Are we we done? Fine. Cowboys suck. No, they don't! All right, Uh, let's move on. Six to five, yo. That's what they are right now. All right, moving on. Go Raiders! You got to get that last word in, don't you? All right. How about this? We move on to our next segment. <laughs> uh, the next segment on tap is. Our- I must have it.
Oh, I love this. I love this section because half the time I don't have it. <laughs> but I, I fall right in there with the, oh, yeah, that might be a I must have it. And um, I got to tell you, this this fell right into my experience, actually, in the past 10, 15 years. So what is the I must have it fashion item? Something. Anything monogrammed. Monogrammed. I don't have anything monogrammed. That's something with your initials on it. Monogrammed. Uh, yes. Nice. All right. It would be if I had it. <clears throat> so this is this gives a wide berth. So it's not one yes. little item. No. It, you know, so the everyday man could absolutely acquire this. Monogramming today is probably at its uh, most affordable than it's ever been. Really? Oh, I would absolutely say that. Yes. Everybody monograms. You. Uh, it's it's so easy to do. It used to be back in the day, monogramming was a hand stitched thing. Mm. Um, but now with all the machines, all the fancy machines, you just hit a button and you get a fancy. monogram on something in a matter of five minutes. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it. You know, the quality depends. You know, and, and I'm just talking fabric stuff. You can monogram anything from what paper, glass, metal. You can monogram anything today. I want to monogram fashion items. So let's talk about what monogramming is for perhaps those who don't know what it is. I have a definition. You want me to say what it is? Break it down. It's a design composed of one or more letters, typically the initials of a name, used as an identifying mark. That is the definition. So. Yep. um, And most people know what monograms are. Yeah, but maybe we have a few listeners who don't. Right. So I want to enrich them. Uh, and monogramming goes way, way back. And it didn't, you know, it wasn't all about monogramming fabric or anything like that. It, back in the day, it was a part of, um, I guess, in the earliest times, uh, what I found. In the Middle Ages, monogram was a way to claim your art. So if you were an artist. Really? You would monogram your art so that oh. that would be your art. And artists still do that. They put their name on it. And some of them just do their I was about initials. to say, what about the whole sig- So not the whole signature? Yeah, I just was monogramming. Just, really? Just to be a monogram. I did not know that. Uh, and it grew. Uh, monogramming became a practice of the Romans um, way back, starting with the Romans, as uh, monogramming coins so that they could, uh, that they were taking charge or control of that commerce. So the Romans controlled this area right here. Then they would put out the coin with their monogram on it. So that would be the Roman Empire. And <clears throat> I even have here the Charlemagne when uh, he created uh, yeah. <laughs> Charlemagne. I don't think that's the one she's referencing. He, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know which one you're Lord, talking about. Lord, Char- Lord Charlemagne. Oh. I understand my confusion. <laughs> Way back in the day, Charlemagne. Yes, Lord uh, Charlemagne. He was credited to uh, uh, using the monogram on all kinds of goods to represent his power and authority over an area that he conquered. So as these great kings would conquer an area, they would mint coins with their uh, monograms on it to say, yo, this, this is my space. Pay to Caesar. That's right. Uh, and then it moved into uh, something that the royalty would use and the military uh, to show their power and position of stature by putting their initials on everything. And as you can, you know, even to today, we see patches on military uniforms or police and FDNY that has certain monograms on it as well. Um, 
but it also sort of monogramming has been uh, most, well, I shouldn't say recently, it's moved into, uh, and the article I'm, I, uh, I'm referencing from, funny enough, is from styleblueprint.com. And uh, it's like monogram madness, the history of this Southern staple. So, yeah, the South, it's like monograms throw up on everything. Really? Oh, yeah. It, it's a sign of stature if you have an item that's monogrammed. Like uh, you have a, an Oxford polo and it has your initials on it. Right. And that says something. Or you have uh, a purse back in the day to have your monogram on it. That says something. It's just a, it's, it's a sign of stature. You have monogram sheets. You have monogram towels. You know, that's a thing in the South. It's huge. And I, I do have a monogrammed item. Because you're from the South. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know it was a must-have item. One Christmas, my mother gave me several different presents. But the first present she had me open was this book that had a list of 50 must, basic must-have items every woman should have. And one of the items was a monogrammed item. Nice. So she got me an L.L. Bean tote with my initials oh, on Oh, <laughs> look at you. So I got a... Are you a Southern preppy? I've got... Well, unfortunately... Uh, 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 Miss Pretty in Pink. It's in the antiquing. shed. Antiquing. In the shed with firewood in it. Well, that's appropriate. <laughs> it's a L.L. Bean tote. That, oh. that shit is strong. I mean, I put it in the washer. It's like... Tent. It's like sail tent material. It's thick. You can't. I mean, I'm like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't wash it, but my initials are still on it. I'm monogrammed, so wow, that's what I have. I have nothing. No, no, not even a Louis Vuitton bag. I have nothing. Well, I'm not a Louis V guy. Well, let me be clear. Well, because that's how it's evolved now in fashion. Is all of these big fashion? Houses. Nothing against Louis V. I'm sorry. They have all of their oh, monograms no. kicking. You got Louis V. You got Yves Saint Laurent. You've got. But, that, but that's but that's logos. I'm talking about monogram, meaning you have a name, you have a shirt. If you're a man, you could have the monogram on your breast pocket, got on your it. cuff, on the bottom of your shirt. I have never. What about? Labels, you know, you put your Sharpie on your labels. No, that's not a monogram. No, that's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's you going to right. That's you going away to camp. <laughs> okay, let's be yeah, clear. No, no, let me explain. Because I wasn't going to reveal this, but actually in going through my family stuff recently, I found, which I really cherish, and I don't know what I'm going to do with, but I found from growing up, my late grandmother's name tags for me. For going away in camp? Did she no, put in all your clothes? And just life overall. Oh, yes. She had to put a name tag on you so she couldn't lose you. Aw. And I found I found a whole uh, envelope of them. Oh, wow. And that was the closest thing ever to having a monogram and a clear that is not. And I loved that. Matter of fact, in my house, outside of this discovery... I have an old school, which I think Search would appreciate because it has a Poe Ralph Lauren influence because it was just of the era. I have a Banana Republic top, zipper top from, let's say, the 80s or 90s. Wow. That's cool. And the material was ripping away from the zipper, and I brought it to my grandma, who my, my late grandmother was a seamstress. I was like, Grandma, I need help. 
<laughs> and she took the she took one of my old school name tags and basted so the material wouldn't fray from the zipper. Nice. So you did so, have a monogram. It's not a monogram. It's a name tag. I'm very clear about what I have. And they mean a lot to me. And to, to discover a whole envelope of them, right. I don't even know what I'm going to do with them. You keep them. You keep well, them. it's my name, so yes, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll keep them. You keep them in a chest of some kind, like a cedar chest. That's why we, we Southern people keep things in a cedar chest. Well, you chest. know I have a cedar chest, and I'm about Do to you? sell. I didn't know that. Tiffany, you... Oh, that's right. You don't know that. I don't. I yes, I, I'm about to... Anybody above the Mason-Dixon line had cedar chests. Well, my late grandmother did, and I am going to sell. And if anyone is interested, they could hit me up. Mm. I haven't posted it yet. But I'm going to sell a steamer trunk that is cedar lined. Oh, okay, nice. Somebody better snatch that up. It's going to be it's worth wicker. Some money. Yeah, it's wicker, and I've priced around. I'm not going cheap on this, y'all. Oh, okay. Well, there goes half of our. Well, well I mean, I don't want to get jacked. I want, I want, I want <laughs> market value. Yeah, you want to get what what it's worth. But let, let's get let's get to the monogram. Yeah, and let's at least clarify its initials. Yes, it's initials. Initials. Essentially three. So so for me, I just want to let you know, my initials are RVF. I love my initials. When I was growing up, because I was a big World War, uh, World War II buff, pardon me, I wanted to be RAF. Hmm. So it could be the Royal Air Force. <laughs> right. I wanted to be MTM, Mary Teller Moore. Oh, there you go. Right? But here's the thing, guys. My name is Reginald Ferguson. The name tags that I found are of my nickname when I was a little kid, Reggie Ferguson. Because mm. I went by Reggie. I went by the diminutive when I was a child. Very appropriate. When I do a monogram, I don't know when I'm going to do it. You know what's going to read? No. Reg. R-E-G. Ah! That's not a monogram. That's hot. It's not, yeah. That's a monogram. It's hot. Well, in this day and age. I can do that. You can do whatever I can, you want. I can do that. No, I can you do can that. You can do whatever you want. I can want. do that because I have a nickname that's three letters. All right. So Go instead ahead. of RVF, I just do Reg. All so right. I walk with my L.L. Bean tote bag, Reg. Okay. Boom. Well, see, that's not the standard. So there are. I know I'm not the standard. Right. That's what makes me so unique. That it's incredible. So true. It's incredible. That's all I'm saying. So Reg. But let me just state: there is a standard to monogramming, and most of the time, the first letter is is the first letter of your first name. The yes. middle letter is a bigger letter, and that's your last name. Yes. And then the third letter is back the same size as the first, and that's the first letter of your middle name. So yes. for me, my name is Mary Tiffany Minatel. I go by Tiffany, always have. Um, Mary is after my grandmother. Uh, but unfortunately, MTM is great, but that's not the standard way of doing the monogram. I'm doing Reg. My monogram is MMT. What's up with that? I don't like it. I never liked it. I never wanted anything monogrammed. It didn't look right to me because it wasn't equal. It didn't mean anything. I always wanted to be MTM. But, uh, yeah, now that I'm married, there's also a second standard. Once you're married, the middle initial is your married name, which oh. is Schreiber. I'm a hyphenated Minotel Schreiber, but Schreiber right. would be the married name. So now it's M-S-T. Still not right. That's not bad. So. Uh, That's anyway. like Mountain Standard Time. Oh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> I can make that work. I'm just saying. Reg. 
All right. That's it's nice. dope. Okay. 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 Well, Should that is monota- monogramming. And, I, you know, one item, don't wear everything monogrammed. That is a no-no. That's whack. Uh, if you have a, a statement piece that you're wearing, uh, you know, a shirt, maybe a cuff, a little monogram on your cuff, on your French cuffs. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. Or a tiny monogram on your tie if you wanted. Or even I've seen monograms on one side of the collar. Have you seen that, Reg? Yes. That's nice, too. I like that. Uh, no monograms on your jacket unless you're joining a glee club. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, your loafers can have a, a monogram if you wanted. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Uh, that was nice, Reg. I, I, thank you. I appreciate that. No, you're welcome. <clears throat> Reg. Okay, I get it. Oh, it's going to be so smooth yeah. if I ever do it. All right. I'm going to buy something in monogram. Hey, is your name Reginald? Edgerton. Gleason? Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, it's Reg. <laughs> it's just Reg. There we go. They're going to love it. All, blowing all the rules to the They're side. They're going to love it. Yeah. All right, let's move I'm on. I'm an iconoclast. Fashion word of the day. Fashion word, Fashion word, word of, the day. of the day. This is our game show section of our of our episode. Um, where Reg and I each bring a fashion word and we try to stump each other as to the word's meaning um, and context in a sentence and spelling. Just like back in the day of schools. So, Gosh. All right, Reg, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, you could go first. I got three pages. So what am I going to do? Pa- three pages of I fashion like, words of the day I when like you need them. one? Why do you do this? I'm a Virgo. I am an overachiever. I got to make sure I have exactly what I want. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Okay. So which word shall I choose One. Today? Um. Okay. This is a simple word. Right. I'm going to be stumped. Bias. Bias. <laughs> I'm Bias. laughing. I have, to, I have to tell you, listeners, the reason I'm laughing is that our producer, Search, <laughs> just gave major side eye to <laughs> Tiffany. And I have to admit, as an African-American, my definition is narrow cast as well. Well, that's why I brought the word to the foreground. And our producer is still giving you side eye. Hold on. This is a fashion term. Hold uh, on. Uh, All right, Reg, come on. You can do it. I can spell it, B-I-A-S, but my definition is about who I am in this society. <laughs> <laughs> that is a definition. That's Isabel. Sorry. I can't wait to hear the effect. Yeah, I, I know that there is probably a technical term for yep. the fashion term, but I'm going to give I don't know if, if you guys notice that a lot of my words can have alternate meanings that I bring. I don't know if you've noticed that about me. Oh. <laughs> and this one absolutely does. And we're not, we're not here to talk about the word bias. Uh, You're outnumbered on this. I don't know. But really, you... <laughs> no, please. I mean, we're, no, we're guffawing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I got yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. And I knew when I brought this word what was going to happen. And absolutely, there is definitely a lot to be talked about in that meaning of the word. After the podcast is over. <laughs> but can you guess what bias means in terms of fashion? The only thing, and it's a real stab in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. Yeah, I know. That was really bad. Is... 
<laughs> the only fashion context I can attempt to to try to link with is with a sewing machine. Hmm. You do need a sewing machine. I mean, because you're working on a I'm piece getting of closer. fabric. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you. Please. So the bias is a piece of woven fabric. Uh, it, the bias of a piece of woven fabric is at 45 degrees to its warp and weft threads. Uh, Every there piece, you go with that warp and weft again. You yes, know that's my weakness. You got to know about the warp and the I weft. I know, but you did, this to, you did this to me another episode. Okay, let me finish. Every, <laughs> every piece of woven fabric has two biases <sighs> at right angles to each other. Clearly, I'm not of the loom or the weave. Listen, uh, fabrics which are not woven, such as felt, do not have a bias. Oh. So if you think about it, warp and weave. Warp and weave, warp, I mean, I'm sorry, warp, uh, warp and weft, warp and weft, warp and weft. They're a weave. You turn them on a, f- and, and a weave has, you pull fabric this way and you pull fabric that way and it doesn't have much give. But you cut it on a bias at a 45 degree angle and you pull, it's got more give because you're pulling the fabric uh, where it's least strong. And that's at the diagonal. So that's the best way I can tell you. Mm. Um Ties every well, not not your tie, but if you look at silk ties, this is a silk tie. They're cut. Let me see. It's a silk knit tie. Oh, it's yeah, it's knit like, but that's not on the bias. It's fly. So you see, and when you see something knit, you see the 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 threads going, you know, east and west, north right. and south, right? Yes. When the fabric is cut on a bias, the threads are going northwest to. Southwest, east, west. You know what I'm saying? They're going at a oh. diagonal, which gives the fabric a bit of stretch. Oh. So you would cut a piece of fabric for a garment on the bias of the fabric instead of the straight up and down warped and weft if you wanted that that piece of garment to be give a little to give a little when you wear it. Like in shirts. There's a lot of men's shirts that I've seen lately cut on the bias. And a lot of them with patterns, which makes them super cool because then they use they use on the cuffs and the collar the exact same fabric, but it looks contrasting because that is cut on the straight cut of the weave. Wow. It's interesting. You can contrast no, the Clearly. same fabric. Um, a good example, um, f- another good example of, of a garment made on the bo- with fabric bias cut, uh, um, Middleton. What's her name? Not, the, not Kate, but her sister who upstaged Pippa. her. Pippa. That white dress that she wore that hugged every single curve that she had, that fabric, silk, was cut on the bias. So it just sort of laid right in all the spots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're not in shape, don't wear bias cut. Point taken. All right. That's my word, and I stumped you. Yeah, you did. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Well, I have a word. Okay. You ready for it? Yep. It's actually two words. Okay. Oh, I didn't use it in a sentence. No, you did not. Please feel free. Just rubbing it in. (laughs) And my producer is still giving you side eye. That haute couture gown is definitely cut on the bias because it is rocking. Haute couture. Yes. A lot of haute couture is cut on the bias. Bias. Okay. You shot, you scored. Here I go. 
Chesterfield coat. <gasps> Chesterfield coat? Yes. I'm going to spell it. Chesterfield. C-H-E-S-T-E-R-F-I-E-L-D. Yes. Second word, coat. C-O-A-T. Yes. Chesterfield coat is a outer garment, an outer coat, uh, worn over a suit, usually made of a uh, certain kind of wool. Um, and most of the time, a window pane, uh, um, window pane design on the fabric. No. Okay. I, I lost you there in the end. Bah. But it's nice. It also has a certain cut to it. It's got two pockets. On but the- you're missing something. You're missing something. What, what is one defining feature of that coat? Hmm. You definitely have the buzzer on this one, Serge. Is it? Hold on. I'm visualizing. It's got to do with the collar. Yes. Um, it's a peak collar. Not a notch. Am I right? Bam. It's a velvet collar. Oh, wow. You would think. So it's a contrasting velvet collar with a wool. Yeah. Most of the time, window pane wool. No, not necessarily window pane. No? That, that I have to refute. Oh, no. okay. No, not at all. The whole point is velvet collar. Velvet collar. Yes. Dang, I didn't know that. Clearly. I've seen some Chesterfield coats. <laughs> I win. Yeah, you do. No, we're tied. Are we? Well, no, actually, according to our producer, I won. <laughs> oh, he, pardon the producer's language. Oh, both of you have been throwing out expletives. I know. I'm the, I'm the only clean commentator I'm sorry, Reg, here. We're sullying your, uh, your, nah, your podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Chesterfield coat. Great. Gotcha. Well, that's a wrap. You got to spell. You got to use it in a sentence. I, I, no. Oh, fine. I would rock a Chesterfield coat if I had one. Oh, you don't have one. No, no. That's so sad. That's not sad. I have, I have top coats. All right. I'm fine. I have a camel hair coat. Nice. And a dope ass Hugo Boss wool pattern coat. I'm nice. Good. You're good. Yeah. All right. I'm fine. All right. Well, that does it. Yeah, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun and are down for another one. Please tell your friends about us. Please. Special shout. <laughs> Please. Please. She's begging y'all. Yeah. Special shout out goes to our producer search. Always. Everyone down with the NYFG. And a very, very, from the transatlantic mate, oh. our man James of JJ Textiles Manchester for giving us a phonetics lesson. Yes, exactly. We needed that. Yeah, we did. And I wanted to say thank you all for listening. Sorry if I was a little cranky. It's yeah, and I'm the one who's tired. Oakland Raiders thing, yo. That gets me down. America's team, six and five. Whatever. Won't even come out the East. No, that's Cowboys six and five. That's what... What did I say? You said America's team. Yeah, I'm that's the Cowboys. That is. That is America's team. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, anyway. Uh, hit us up uh, on Insta. If you have any uh, questions or comments, and that address is... New York Fashion Geek. And also... DM me. If you have uh, some suggestions for us for some uh, fashion items uh, or must-have-it items or heroes or whatever, email us at podcast at nyfashiongeek.com. Sounds good. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Hit me up on the DM if you want a fashion consultancy. Because that's what you do. Free consultation. Yes. Free consultation. Free. We do that. Free. Free 99. (laughs) I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. See you next time. And remember, always Always be be fly. fly.